I wonder how many of us are in here this morning that we can honestly say that we need a move. It's not, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get religious on you. I don't want to get Christian on you. I'm just, you know, there, there's times in our life that when every, everything else that we face and everything else that we reach out for, everything else that we plan for, everything else that we hope for, it all just seems to fall at our feet and it, it crumbles, it dissipates, there's roadblocks, there's always issues and no matter what it is, we find ourselves really deep down, not, not, the, not the mind game, not the head game, but the heart. And we say we, we really need a move. And, and it's not some... It's not something that, I don't even know how to explain it, but when, when we're asking for a move of God in our life, we're, we're opening ourselves up because, you see, when God moves, he does it how he wants to do it. And I think oftentimes we miss the move of God in our life because we expect him to move in a certain way. So this morning, if you're sitting here this morning and you came in and in, in your mind or in your life, in your, your finances, your jobs, your marriage, your relationships, your children, what, whatever the circumstance, whatever the situation is, would you surrender this morning when you say that you need a move? Are you willing to give up wholeheartedly and say, God, it's on you? I think my sister and my mom used to say it, you know, that one of the hardest prayers that they ever had to pray was, God, whatever it takes. When it came to their children, they would pray, whatever it takes. See, we open ourselves up. And sometimes if we aren't careful by understanding that whatever it takes means whatever it takes, we'll find ourselves mad at God because this happened or that took place. God's not in the business to hurt us. He's in the business to help us. He said... He said, I have a plan for you. Amen. It's of good and not evil. It's to bring and give you a hope. To prosper you. So this morning, Father, I just thank you again that, God, there are people that are willing to say, we need a move and whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Because we can say that with, with a surety that you love us so much that whatever it is that you decide to move in, your intention is not to hurt us. So Father, I have to trust in that. We all have to trust in that. So, Father, this morning, as we continue through this service, I would just ask that, God, that you would not only uh, anoint the hearts and the ears of those that are about to receive, but, Father, that you would hide and anoint my lips, hide me, and, Father, cover me with your grace so that someone in here could find you their own special way, and you'll meet them right there. So Holy Spirit, you're welcome here, sir. This is your house. Have your way. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't be a snob before you sit down. And don't get all quiet and tight. Loosen up. You're in church for the love of John. Actually, it's, well, whatever you want to do.
If you're not coming, see, I almost said it. I'm getting ready to preach against this, and I almost said it. If you're not being a part of Wednesday nights, be a part of Wednesday nights. It's good food for the soul. I know you got a life. I know you got things going on. I know it gets busy. I already know. <laughs> Me too. I'll see you on Wednesday. If you got your Bibles, let's go to Luke chapter 10. sister don't like it when I sit because she said it constrains me I just want to minister to you this morning we there Luke chapter 10 wow you wrote that down boy Tommy is so proud oh why are you blaming the preacher? <laughs> See what I mean? See how quick this can turn. He gave me a title. I'm not sure. <laughs> Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. I must have given you Matthew 10. I'm going to turn today into a Wednesday on you. So let your hair down, relax. This is not a typical Sunday. Well, actually, it is a typical Sunday because you don't ever know what you're going to get. Now are we there? We're there. Look at that. So if you didn't bring your, your iPads or your iPhones or a Bible, it's on the screen for you. Let's walk through this. Starting at verse 38, says, Now it happened... As they went, that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. <laughs> All right, I told you it's Wednesday, so here we go. Boy, isn't it something? We, we want to spend time with God or we say we want to spend time with God but yet we won't take the time out to welcome him in our home oh whoops we'll talk to Jesus if it's Sunday and we go to his house see it's It's a little less stressful on me if I come to your house and eat dinner. Are you tracking with me? It's, it's a lot. Because I don't really want you to see what's happening in my house. That's the same way we treat God. Oh, let's go talk to him on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night at his house. But we don't want to welcome him into ours. Because he might see the dust bunnies, Miss Linda. Or the little puppies. puppies. Yeah, the little puppies. <laughs> not, not the ones that go, root, root. It's the ones that go. <laughs> and it was Martha. Wow. See, this is why we, oh boy, this is going to get good, I think. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But Martha, keep in mind, Martha is the one that said, come in. Okay? And she had a sister. <laughs> Anybody else got a sister? 
mine's got the nursery. And, and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. There's a couple of problems with this. The culture of that day, the only disciples that could come around Jesus like that and sit at his feet and be taught were men. Well, I love it when Jesus gets in the game because Jesus messes everything up for everybody. I know how you used to do it, but this is how we're going to do it today. I know how you used to like coming to church on Sunday, but this is how we're going to do it today. Man, Jesus came into Martha's house after Martha said, come in. And wouldn't you know it, as it is always, I'm trying to help you because when you invite Jesus in, there's things in your life that aren't going to be appropriate. That wasn't appropriate. And Martha's sister. See, back in the day, I'd have been looking at Lisa. I, you can't, you, I probably kicked her. Get up. You can't sit there. It's inappropriate. Number one. Number two, we invited him in. We have to be hospitable. How many of you have ever invited people over to your house and you were so busy in doing? That you couldn't enjoy what was being done. Boy, it's not like Christian people. We get so caught up in the doing for God that we miss what's been done. So Jesus comes in and Mary sits down. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, man, do you, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Have you ever invited Jesus in? And your conversation starts off with, Lord, don't you care? Don't you care right now that, that my kids are running astray? Don't, don't you care right now that me and my husband, me and my wife, we're having home issues? Don't you care? Don't you care that, that my husband has been dying? Don't you care that my wife is having to go through all that? Don't you, don't you care? I must be the only one that ever questions God. Therefore, tell her to help me. God, don't you see everything that I'm doing for you? Why can't I get any help? This is meant for pastor. Y'all just hearing what's going on up here right now. 
Don't, don't you care that I'm serving and I'm, I'm bringing you food, I'm bringing you water, I'm, I'm doing everything that I possibly can to make sure that you're stay. And nobody will help. Don't you care? Tell her to get up and help. God, would you tell Dawn to get up and, and do something? I'm, I'm doing that because I know you're already doing something and you won't take offense to it. And Don't you care? That I've got this and this and this. I'm, I'm busy. I have so much on my plate. And Martha, Martha, anytime that you find Jesus repeating himself in scripture, anytime you find any word being repeated in scripture, it's for reason. He's wanting Martha to listen. He's wanting to get her attention. You are worried and troubled about many things. Anybody else in here worried or troubled about many things? Does anybody just have one thing going on in their life? I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to figure out how you got there. Most of the time we think we've only got one thing because we've made that one thing a little bit larger than the other things that's going on. But eventually they come on the plate too. Martha, Martha. You're worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part. How many of us worry about everything else in life? And God says, there's only one thing needed. I wonder how many of us are focusing on the one thing that's needed or we too busy and tied up focusing on many other things and troubled with many other things see i'm he keeps bringing me back to this scripture seeking him first yes. see if but we it, it okay it just doesn't make sense does it it doesn't make sense that god would have me sit and rest at his feet when I need to put my hands on my children to get them to straighten up. It doesn't make, that doesn't make sense. We need to put the hand on the child. Girl, don't you turn this. Daddy needed to put the hand on the children. But daddy wanted daddy to sit and rest. I wonder how many of us have ever, I mean, truly, don't, and don't lie, you're in church. You've ever just said, there, God. And you never look back. You set it down at his feet. Oh man, you went to the you went to the altar service on that Sunday morning. You'll never forget it. I took it to the Lord. I put it at his feet. Y'all y'all ever been in them services where they tell 
bring it to the altar and lay it at the Lord's feet. And people was doing it. And man, it looked good. It preached good. It felt good. Man, when I walked away from the altar, I felt good. Until I went outside, my phone rang. Or I opened up my phone and I had a text from work. And that was the very thing that I had laid down. We go right back to picking it up again. Do you see how worry and troubled can cause you to get away from the very thing that God wants from you? Oh, he's going to open something up here in just a second because it's not all about... We have this tendency... And I'm afraid it's happening in church. That if we don't worship a certain way, we're not worshiping. If we don't do it a certain way, Kim, we're not doing it right. Told you it was Wednesday. We have this tendency within ourselves to be judgmental because of what we're doing, we consider worship and proper, and we look down the nose at those that don't do it the way we do it. Boy, the Holy Spirit's just burning holes in y'all, isn't he? It's got to be done my way or it's not right. This ain't God, that's not God, this isn't proper, that's not right. Not saying that what you're doing is wrong. See, we, we, play, we place blame on Martha because Martha has approached Jesus and said, don't you care? Don't you care that I'm giving you everything that I can give you? And I truly, truly listen, I truly believe that what Martha was giving him was everything from her heart. She wasn't doing it. To have a limelight, she wasn't doing it to hold a mic. She was doing it out of the love that, and the respect and the honor that she had for Jesus, the Messiah, the rabbi. She was doing exactly what culture But she wasn't doing it for any other reason than loving God. What she was doing was not wrong. But you want to point your fingers at Martha. Not understanding that if you were Martha in that day and time and in that era, you also would have been in the kitchen. Isn't it it easy? To look at scripture and blame. I can't believe. Can you believe more that she even went and talked to Jesus? And here Martha is putting down putting down. See, okay, let me try to help. As I'm being helped. She is trying to put down someone worshiping Christ in a manner in which Christ was wanting from her at that time. You see what's happening? We'll stop church service 
Because somebody is worshiping God in a way that God is requiring of them to worship at that point. And we'll go, no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Women, be quiet in church. Look, laugh. Y'all don't know that there's churches that still do? Women better not talk in church. Women on this side, men on that side. Look, you can't even sit with your spouse. Now, I'm just telling, look, I'm just telling you the truth. So what we're doing is we're, we're restraining people from having a relationship with God because they can't step out of culture See, when it, goes, when it goes against everything that everybody else is saying, doesn't make it wrong. Worship God with your heart. It doesn't matter. But don't go, don't go snitching. Because I'm doing it different. Don't get, don't get your knickers in a knot. Because I've done it different. Don't be offended and leave because I've done it different. Do you, but do Jesus. See, we got to understand that the point, this, this whole point, it's, it has nothing to do with, see, y'all got lost, didn't you? It ain't got nothing to do with Martha, and it ain't got nothing to do with Mary. But boy, we'll, we'll jump into that scripture, and we'll blame Martha for doing that, and say, oh, we would have done just like Mary. Oh, could you imagine? No, you wouldn't have. Shut up. You would have went back in the kitchen with Martha, you would have done what was culturally acceptable. But we go blame poor Mary. <laughs> because Mary said, you know, I want something more. Are you willing to go against grain? Are you willing to do what is not culturally Acceptable, see? <laughs> Worship requires you to sacrifice. And that, see, don't get, don't get this twisted. Just because you sacrifice doesn't get God's attention more. You, how else can I put this? You cannot work for the favor of God. But won't you? Oh, yes, you will. I can't do it. Well, I can ask it. I kind of know, but I can ask it. Why? Let me ask it this way. Would you still tithe if you didn't have the fear of someone looking? Okay, 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 okay. See, when you're in a small group, the people count the money, see the names that come across all the time. And no, we're not in there checking and seeing who's naughty and who's nice. It we're not looking at amounts and we say, okay, they can sit in front because they give more. They, that see, y'all don't think that happens. There's religions that demand your W-2 at the end of the year. I won't. 
Can I tell you, if you lock yourself in just to tithing, you're hurting yourself. If you just be a giver and give out of the abundance of your heart, the prayer is that I pray that you prosper even as your soul prospers. So he was speaking financially, but he was concerned about this. So he said, this might be in direct rel- All right, this ain't supposed to be one of them messages I need to stop. It's all about Martha and Mary and Jesus. And if we aren't careful, we too will get caught up in this and go, you shouldn't do it that way. Okay, I got to get I got to get right to the core things because there's some people who've been raised under some real hard stuff, and this is the only stuff they understand. You can't smoke a cigarette and go to heaven. I'm not gonna look at nobody else because <laughs> some of them probably got fire in their eyes, and that ain't from the same fire that's in the eyes of God. You know, they they you know Revelation talks about the fire in God. That's 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 a fire of love. That's that's love burning within him because eyes are the windows to the soul. And you, never mind, I ain't got time to go in all that. I'm just trying to give you some explanation. You can't drink that beer and go to heaven. Got your attention now, don't Everybody listening now. This is the same thing that was going on with Martha and Mary. Martha is saying this is unacceptable. You can't do that because culture said this thing is so far outside your culture. Well, everything Jesus talked about, everything Jesus done, everything Jesus... and. And so you know and so you understand, i never seen Jesus go and challenge the unsaved. He loved them. He said, come on in. But the religious, oh, I know it's been taught that whatever goes in the mouth of a man defiles a man, but I'm telling you, it ain't what goes in. Always in the face of the religion. Because he knew that if people got caught up, he would have no relationship. The the whole point of this story was worship Jesus, the end. I mean, I don't have to make it complex. The whole point of this story was worship Jesus. Well, what does that look like, Pastor? I don't know. What's on you? Because, see, we've been, she'd given back her gifts. She had a gift of servitude. That's how she worshiped Jesus, with her gift. See, there's going to be some of you that will cry, some of you that will sit, some of you may raise your hands, some of you may, may lay at the altar, if you sensed, if you sensed an atmosphere of freedom, But religion has caused an atmosphere of bondage because we don't want somebody else to think differently of us. I got to go eat lunch with them after church. I don't want them thinking I'm one of them. I don't want to do something out of the ordinary because my family wasn't brought up like that. My family was told, you reverence God, and you sit there, and you shut your mouth. Don't you, don't you, you get pinched behind the arm in church? Ask me how now. You get thumped in the head in church? 
Well, you can't, don't you dare be looking the other way when the pastor's talking. You better be looking right at pastor. And here they go, Lord mercy, he's looking over here. I'm turning my head because he looks over here. Sometimes he gets in my soup. This is what happens in church. And we want the relationship with God, but we will not go beyond culture. Man, there are so many different arrays. There's Baptist in here, Methodist in here, Holiness Church in here, some unsaved in here. He's looking at me like, why are you looking at me? <laughs> right? You got Bapticostals. Those are the Baptists that speak in tongues. I'm Presbyterian. You, we, am I missing? Catholic? Am I missing? I think I've smacked them all that's in here. I don't know if we have any Lutheran. Do we have any Lutheran? No. And you're sitting here and you're listening to this crazy man. It's making sense, kind of. But you're listening to this crazy man tell me that I've got to get out of my roots I'm not saying that your roots are wrong. Don't you know there are going to be some Catholics in heaven? There's some Presbyterians more saved than you. experienced since I've been in full-time ministry I've experienced people that stay in the in the shadow I can say ministry that stay and live in the shadow of ministry because our ministry is supposed to be to him not to y'all you work as unto I don't have time to go through the whole Bible with you But they've lived in this dark shadow of ministry and they expose God more than some of the people that I've seen behind pulpits for years. So when I tell you that when, when you're doing whatever it is that you do, see we get hung up on our calling and our destiny and my calling and your calling and what it causes in the church is people to feel insignificant in areas because they aren't the one with the mic can i tell you worship jesus i don't care if you worship can i tell you and i ain't saying because she's my sister i just know her but i can't i ain't telling you don't you know she worshiping jesus she back there holding a baby I don't know if she's holding her or Sadie's holding her. I, we'll see after church if she comes out and her stuff sideways and whew, handful. Arms full now. Used to be handful. But she's worshiping Jesus right now. And I, and, and, and I can tell you this freely. I bet she doesn't feel in her heart that she's less important than you right now. Even though you have my undivided attention. Is anybody walking with me this morning? We have a tendency to try to put shame on people. Because we say they're not doing enough.
just because that is your worship and that is what God has laid on your heart to do for the kingdom, don't you dare downplay someone that sits in that little room over there and prays while you vacuum or while you put cookies and candies together to hand out to the homeless. I don't know if I'm getting through. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part. So he's not, he's not saying that, Martha, you're not worshiping me. He said, she chose that one part. I have a feeling that it was obedience is what she chose. She felt the desire to sit at his feet, and she did it, regardless of what anybody else was going to think, say, or do. And I could... I can almost hear Jesus talking and saying, Martha, Martha, see if it wasn't for you being worried about culture, I know your heart and you too would be sitting here. Can I have this? I got offered a piece of candy. She chose that good part. Look at I ate it too. I underlined this because I need you to understand the importance and I need to understand the importance so when I go back through my Bible, when I see that underline, I kind of understand it. <laughs> well, I say I kind of understand it. I, uh, I'll get <laughs> every once in a while, and I'll do a sermon off a passage. Well, I'll end up doing another sermon off that passage. And maybe even three or four off of it. <laughs> and by the time I'm done, I'm going... Did this one go with that one, or is this one for this time? I get so confused. Never mind. I just thought I would share my life with you. <laughs> Look what he says. Now Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. See, I can't let what you think of me and how you feel about me to take away from me how I worship my God. See, because I'm going to worship him out of obedience. If he says, hey, I want you to do this, guess what? I'm going to do it. It's going to offend somebody, but you need to read your Bible if it offends you because he said, hey, offense will come. He said that in his word. He talked about that. You read your Bible. It's coming. You can't, you can't, you can't dodge it. Somebody's going to say something about the headband on that baby. Y'all don't know how bad I want to just go back and grab because she's sleeping. I'll just grab her and pick up. I got to feed her with her bottle for the first time this morning. She ate it all. <laughs> Little cow. Didn't even want to shave. 
we have to get to a place in our life. I feel like I got to chew. I used to chew this one. I'm having a problem with this big thing. <laughs> my power pill stick between my cheek and my gum. That's where I was used to it. Forgot where I was going. Don't do that to me again. <laughs> Y'all know how I chase a rabbit in a minute, man. And I was a squirrel. Don't let cultures and systems and religions get in the way of you loving Jesus the way that he first loved you. The Baptist preacher that you said under years ago probably is dead and gone. He's probably not even alive anymore. The Methodist pastor, probably dead and gone. I say that because, well, some of us have been saved for a minute. Charlie, is your pastor that you grew up under, is he still living? Okay. So I'm just going to say, Charlie, your pastor's probably dead and gone. How many of you want to live on the level only to where man can take you? Are you, are you satisfied with that relationship with God? Man said, if, you, if you're lost and you're a sinner, I want to introduce you to Jesus. Would you come and walk the hall of shame? Come down and talk to me. You can repeat after me and pray like me. You'll be saved. And that's all that's ever happened. And that's where you've lived for the past 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. And you're just like this. And, and you've got this thing inside of you because of hurt or pain. You, you don't know how to forgive because you were never introduced to that level of forgiveness. All you knew was a prayer that I prayed. How many of you remember the prayer that was prayed with you from the pastor that led you to Christ? Does it, you, you remember the prayer? Like, like the prayer? Okay. For, for the most part of it. See, I, you know how many times I said that prayer? About a hundred. You know how many times it stuck? Zero. I got better odds playing the lottery. Miss <laughs> Linda, it took just me and God. The Holy Spirit said, boy. I said, yes, sir. Let's fix it. Yes, sir. We fixed it and it stuck. Because I can't save you. I, I tell people all the time, man, and here again, it's cultural thinking. Culture thinks that only the pastor knows how to pray for a sinner. Can I tell you that if you are introduced to God because of a pastor... Chances are, hmm. But if you're introduced to God by the Holy Spirit, I can say that freely because the Bible says that unless the Spirit of God draws a man. See, the Holy Spirit is the one that was given to us to reveal all truth. See, if we don't know the truth, the truth can't set us free, right? So the Holy Spirit begins to talk because the gospel has been preached. 
What's the gospel? It's the good news. It's not about you wearing shorts to church. We're going to have some altar time, buddy. We try to preach such a level of conviction that it condemns and shames the sinner. How dare we? How dare we? If the Holy Spirit can convict the heart of a man, the Holy Spirit can tell the man what to say what to do because see you yep i'm coming after culture might as well hit religion in the mouth too who said you had to say something i thought it was a heart issue but the bible says that if a man believes in the heart and confesses with his mouth and God, i already know the scripture confessing to last time I checked he could hear my thoughts I don't want to get because then y'all going to start fine line and stuff and somebody's going to get offended because you want to split hairs about it can I just say if you love Jesus as much as he loves you and you're drawn by the spirit the Holy Spirit will seal you in salvation How do I know that? It's in the Bible. I don't want you in a rut. Don't you dare let someone look down at you because during praise and worship, you decided to sit. Don't you dare let someone keep you from going to the altar and doing business with God. more times are you going to keep missing the call of God I'm not talking about the call whether you're going to be a pastor or a preacher where he's just saying hey come spend some time with me are you willing to put this away for a minute and worship me with your heart not not the religious points of the church that you <laughs> I'm gonna get in so much trouble, man, because I just I just run my mouth, don't I? Because I hate religion. Religion is killing the church. That's why I said we may not have church on a Sunday. I might just I might mix it up on you and say that, well, Pastor, what about those people that come to church on Sunday? They should have been here last Sunday. They would have known that we were going to have church this Thursday. <laughs> I'm joking, but I'm really not. We've got hung in a rut. Somebody asked me once, I think we've done church down there at 1030. Was it 1030? Who picked that time, Pastor? Excuse me? Who picked that time? I did. Why'd you pick 10 30? I didn't know there was a formula. I didn't go to cemetery school. I didn't take that math class where they showed you how to calculate what service times are supposed to be or how long they were supposed to last. I just tried to agree that we'll finish service in the same day it started. That's all I try to do. I keep to that goal. Been doing pretty good so far. We get out just in time to eat, spend time with family, and go to bed. That's enough time. That's enough time for some of us with family, ain't it? 
just enough time to eat and go to sleep. Charlie, I'm going to get in trouble, aren't I? Will you, you got my back? Thank you. <laughs> I got one of them anyway. Don't let other people and and I don't I don't want to blame the person. Don't blame other people in how they were raised or taught rob you from the joys of worshiping Jesus. Because see, if I, if, I, if I say don't let people, then people start pointing fingers at you and go, you can't tell me it's not about them. It's about what they know and what they've experienced. See, if you've never experienced a church like this, You'll probably never come back. Is that, that well, okay, I drew one. <laughs> we, we let too many things in life rob us. Can you imagine the joy that Mary must have felt? I mean, she, after all, is sitting at the feet of the rabbi. And he didn't tell her to leave. <laughs> he had every right culturally, religiously. Women couldn't even be part of the. They couldn't even be part of the. Uh, what, what are they? Groupies. I had to look at you so I'd get the word. I knew what the word. She was a groupie. <laughs> Women weren't allowed to be the groupies. They couldn't follow Jesus like the other 12. According to culture and religion. And Jesus turned the pot upside down. He talking to hookers at a well in Samaria... During the day. Not only was he talking to her. <laughs> sent her on her way. That was the first missionary. The first evangelist. Don't tell me women can't talk in church. Man. Well, you dead. <laughs> Just dead. Jesus don't see whether or not a woman is qualified. He's just looking for somebody that's available. Not unmarried, available. Just available. She's willing to be used. <laughs> I'll, I'll close with this. Jesus wants you to worship him however it is you feel led to worship him. Not led by culture. Not led by rules, not led by religion. And don't you dare let man or woman, see if I say man, women kick yourself out, but the women are a lot quicker to go like that than the men are. Huh? They'll gossip at the scuttlebutt. Y'all know where the scuttlebutt's at? It's out in the hallway to the left, right by the water fountain. That's why I. I'll jump in that hen house every once in a while. I walk by, what y'all talking about? And they go, oh, nothing, beautiful day out. <laughs> I'm going, yep, let's keep it that way. 
I hope that you're able to look at this and see that Mary didn't do wrong and Martha didn't do wrong. Martha just didn't understand there was another level that she could get into. And I think that she was just scared about overstepping the boundary. I'm glad I serve a God that's boundaryless. He will let me go as far as I want to go with him, as deep as I want to get with him, and stay as long as I want to stay with him. And can't nobody tell me that I got to go. Don't tell me church service got to be done in 30 minutes because you're in the wrong church. Don't tell me you got to be done by 12 o'clock so we can go eat. Well, today you might make it. (laughs) Did you get the point? And he said that what she had never be taken from her. How'd you like to worship Jesus in a way that would never be taken from you? I think it was probably so bad, that's why they left it out of Scripture. Because <laughs> it wasn't talked about. By YouTube, by Facebook, by whatever, Twitter, Instagram, what, I don't know what I was going to do. Before you go to someone and you say to them that what they're doing they shouldn't do, ask yourself this question. Have you ever done anything that you weren't supposed to do? Not the bad. I'm talking about the good. How many of you were raised that speaking in tongues was of the devil? Or you can't do that. Don't. That was for them. Or the miracles. How many of you were brought up and been taught that miracles don't happen today? That was in their time. That was for them. That was for Jesus to do and his apostles to do. But you've experienced speaking in tongues. <laughs> Not listening to somebody else or somebody. Uh, you, you actually went, that just come out of me. <laughs> See, you, or you've witnessed a miracle. But it was for them. But you wis- witnessed one. So I wonder how much more does that open that you can experience in God now. If he done that, I wonder if he can do this. Let's get boundaryless. Let's start asking, well, if he done this, I wonder if he'll do that. Last time I checked, he didn't stop being God. Let's stand. Hey, mark this in your calendar today. You're out before one. Some of you don't even know how to act right now. You stood up refreshed. Went, wow, I'm not as tense.
I'm not going to do nothing weird with you. I'm not going to make you come to the altar this morning. I'm not going to do any of that. But See, religion wants to set in. I want to tell everybody, bow your head and close your eyes for a minute, and I just want to talk to you. But you do it how you want to do it. Because I, I want to give you an opportunity in something. Are, are you, have you tried being Mary and you were oppressed by what somebody said to you and your relationship with Jesus didn't get worse, but it didn't get better? You don't do that anymore because somebody said you shouldn't do that. Don't raise your hand in church. That's bad. Don't stand up when the pastor's preaching. Oh, for the love of John, please don't amen the preacher when he's preaching. You be quiet. And when we say an amen, we're just agreeing with something. We heard something. That was, a, that was a promise or something that took place in the word, and we captured that. And we said amen, and that means so be it. Father, so be it in my life. It's okay to amen it. It's fine. But if you're sitting in here this morning and you feel like, man, I've been missing a relationship with Jesus, can I just encourage you not to look at other people? Don't worry about today's culture and what's acceptable and what's not. Would you just worship Jesus the way Jesus calls you to worship him? If he says, I want you to come and lay down on the couch with me and talk with me, go lay down on the couch and Charlie, leave her alone when she goes lays on the couch. She's probably talking to daddy and it's for your benefit. <laughs> we, we don't ever know. So don't be judgmental, please. Don't be judgmental if somebody raises their hand. Don't be judgmental if somebody's crying. Don't be judgmental if somebody stands up in the middle of the church service and comes to the altar and just goes by. Maybe, it's, maybe God just asked them to do it. Don't be judgmental on them. Maybe that's the only place that they know that they can go and see God right now. Let's let God take care of them and grow them. You just... This is your business. This is their business. This is you and your business. This is you and their business. Yeah. Stay out of their business. Stay in your own. Worship Jesus, would you?